Well, here we go. It's Friday. Friday, if you care. I mean, if you, uh, if you, you know, if you work like normal people, you really don't care that it's Friday because you're probably working this weekend. But it's Friday, October 27th, 2023. Friday, October 27th, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. And don't forget, since it's Friday, don't forget to look for that uh, Friday flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep. That's when politicians throw something out there in the Friday ether, hoping it'll disappear in the 24-hour news uh, for uh, newscast because, you know, nobody cares over the weekend. They're busy, right? And by Monday, that news is gone. Nobody hears about it. I, hey, if you come across something, tweet to me. Let me know. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I uh, tell your friends to Google those four words, Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Can I just say how much I appreciate you? In case I haven't told you that before, I really do. Uh, if you can, please bring someone with you today or this weekend. That would be awesome. And you can tweet to me uh, if you want to call it that. Questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S, on formerly known as Twitter. Uh, let's start with uh, the war in Ukraine. Russia has a deserting troop problem. No one wants to die in an unjust war. Uh, U.S. National Security Council spokes, uh, spokesman uh, John Kirby said at a press briefing yesterday, we have information that the Russian military has been actually in- executing soldiers who refuse to follow orders. We also have information that Russian commanders are threatening to execute entire units if they seek to retreat from Ukrainian artillery fire. It's reprehensible to think that you would execute your own soldiers because they didn't want to follow orders. And now threatening to execute entire units, it's barbaric. Uh, Kirby said Moscow's forces have suffered thousands of casualties in their effort to conduct his uh, this offensive some of them on the orders of their own leaders. He said that Moscow appears to have resumed the human wave tactics of throwing hundreds of poorly trained soldiers at the Ukrainian lines, which the Kremlin first used in the winter offensive last year. He said uh, Russia's renewed offensive is a sobering reminder that President Putin has not given up his aspirations to take all of Ukraine. As long as Russia continues its brutal assault, we have to support Ukraine. Uh, Russia's FSB security service said it killed a man during an attempted arrest after discovering a plot to blow up an enlistment building in the city of Tiver, about 150 uh, kilometers, which is under 100 miles, uh, northwest of Moscow. Uh, Yeah, people are not happy. (laughs) Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Peskov said Russia planned to build uh, close ties with North Korea a day after South Korea, Japan, and the U.S. condemned what they said were weapons supplies from Pyongyang to Moscow. Pesky Peskov told reporters, North Korea is our neighbor and we continue and will continue to develop close relations in all areas. Pesky Peskov declined to comment on whether weapon deliveries had taken place, which means they have. Uh, U.S. Secretary of State Antony, and we knew they had. We saw those trains. Remember last month? Those, those trains that were like twice as long as they normally are? U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken 
and, uh, and the Pentagon announced additional security assistance for Ukraine, valued at $150 million. The package includes more ammunition for uh, National Advanced Surface-to-Air Missile Systems, uh, NASAMs, and High Mobility Artillery Rocket Systems, HIMARS, which means that uh, they're probably, probably getting attackums because those attackums have been doing very good. U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine, uh, Bridget Brink, said Ukrainian pilots were now being trained on F-16 fighters in Arizona. She wrote on formerly known as Twitter, this is an essential part of building Ukraine's air defense. The United States is proud to work with European partners to support Ukraine against Russia's brutal aggression. Russia lawmakers backed a record increase in military spending to fund Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. In a first reading of, uh, uh, that was in the first reading of their bill. Under the plan, the defense will account for almost a third of all spending in 2024, up uh, 68% to 10.8 trillion rubles, which is about $115 billion uh, U.S. dollars. At more than 6% of the country's gross domestic product, military spending will hit its highest share of the economy since, <clears throat> since the collapse of the Soviet Union. Uh, that was Afghanistan that did that when they were in Afghanistan. Yeah, it's going to collapse again. Yeah, we got to stick it out for like a year. For like a year more. And Russia is going to be like, what are we going to do, man? A Hungarian Prime Minister, Viktor Orban, uh, speaking in Brussels on the sidelines of uh, the, uh, an EU summit, said there was a big battle, especially over support for Ukraine. Yeah, you know what? You, EU partners are, are fine with that. You've never been fine with it. <laughs> Orban said he saw no reason for Hungary to send its taxpayers money to support Ukraine. He said that the European Union strategy with regards to the war in Ukraine has failed and the bloc should create a plan B as the Ukrainians will not win on the front line. As Putin becomes more unpopular, popular, more unpopular, Russian puppet states will become louder. For instance, Belarus. And uh, you know what? And I'm sure we're going to hear something from Belarus this weekend, uh, probably echoing the exact same thing because it's talking points coming from Russia. Uh, Germany said it arrested a businessman for allegedly selling Russian components used in military equipment, including drones currently deployed by Moscow's troops in Ukraine. The unna uh, um, unnamed suspect is accused of exporting various electronic uh, components, model aircraft engines, and other goods to Russia via a Hong, a, a Hong Kong intermediary in 2022 and 2023. A Ukrainian Deputy Prime Minister, Alexander Kubrikov, denied reports that it had suspended its Black Sea export corridor because of threats from Russian attacks and sea mines. Kubrikov said the re reports by several British and Ukrainian firms was fa were false. He said all available routes established by the Ukrainian Navy are valid and being used by civilian vessels. <clears throat> There is that story uh, that uh, Russia was uh, flying uh, on the western side and dropping mines into the uh, Black Sea there. Uh, we don't know if that's true yet, but it probably is true. 
but uh, uh, I'm sure they're doing some mind sweeping. I think that Russia was warned by Zelensky this week that this would happen if Russia attacked infrastructure. Remember, we talked about this uh, yesterday or the day before, something like that. Uh, Russia attacked a nuclear power plant in Ukraine. Uh, Earlier today, at least three Ukrainian drones attempted to attack a Russian nuclear power plant located about 110 kilometers from the border with Ukraine. Rosanna Gola stressed that the incident at the Kursk nuclear power plant did not cause any damage or affect the plant's operations. Rosanna Godum said in a statement, we confirmed that on the evening of October 26, an attack by three enemy drones on the Kursk nuclear power plant was stopped. This did not affect the operation of the plant. It added, there are no casualties or damage. Law enforcement uh, agencies are working at the site. Uh, now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. Uh, and, and you know, Middle East. Again, we're dealing with our continued military presence in the Middle East. They don't like it. As long as we are in the Middle East, we will be attacked. But what really is uh, another option? There isn't one. We are the de facto world police. Sad, but true. Uh, Maybe someday the EU could take our place, but we aren't there quite yet. Certainly Russia and China can't be trusted. Uh, The EU power structure leaves too much power to their member, uh, leaves too much power to their member countries, so they can't act as one. Uh, Viktor Orban, perfect example, right? (laughs) But that's another discussion. Uh, Earlier today, The U.S. military carried out airstrikes on two sites in eastern Syria that the Pentagon claims are used by uh, Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps and allied groups. The Biden administration has been worried about an expanding war in the Middle East, so we expanded it? I know. They attacked us. I know they did. I think we we could have turned the other cheek, except some U.S. troops were injured. You know, uh, the strikes were carried out at the direction of uh, Biden, but without congressional authorization in the wake of recent drone and rocket attacks on American forces stationed in Iraq and Syria. Without evidence, U.S. officials have blamed Iran for the attacks, saying that they ordered them. Personally, I think these groups act independent and are just aligned with Iran, but I could be wrong. Uh, but that Iran would not need to order them. They're going to do it anyway. More than 20 U.S. troops were injured and a contractor had a heart attack during a drone attack. Already in Syria, the U.S. have uh, around 900 troops, which is that's basically a battalion. Uh, in Syria, uh, 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 and about uh, 6,000 troops uh, uh, Plus more than that in contractors in Iraq, about 7,000 contractors. The House of Representatives voted down a bipartisan resolution earlier this year that would have required the president to withdraw U.S. troops from Syria within six months. Far from withdrawing U.S. troops from Syria and Iraq, the Biden administration is preparing to send hundreds more uh, to the Middle East uh, as Israel prepares to invade the Gaza Strip. I guess I shouldn't say this is an expansion since the U.S. has had strikes in Syria recently. 
It's just an extension of what we've been doing in response to attacks on U.S. troops. Uh, Representative uh, Michael McCall, Republican from Texas, chair of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, said all roads lead to Iran. Their fingerprints are all over this attack. Uh, He said that on the floor after we got our new psycho speaker, but he didn't have any evidence. Of course, as usual. Uh, moving on to more in the Middle East. Israel still ha- uh, have not said they started their boots on the ground in the Gaza Strip, their invasion, even though last night they were again troops in Gaza in a raid targeting Hamas. Uh, Israeli forces, backed by fighter jets and drones, carried out a second limited ground raid into Gaza in as many days, striking the outskirts of Gaza City in the Shujaya area. Defense Minister Yoav Gallant said the ground invasion that follows weeks of airstrikes will take a long time and that it would lead to another phase of lower intensity fighting as Israel destroys pockets of resistance. Uh, Aircraft and artillery bombed targets in the neighborhood. Uh, Israeli soldiers exited the territory after several hours without suffering any uh, casualties. Uh, Later on Friday, Hamas military wing said Israeli forces at dawn attempted to carry out a landing operation on the Rafah beach in the southern Gaza Strip. The uh, Qassam Brigade said in a telegram post, the attempt was discovered by our fighters and they confronted it and clashed with the enemy. This required the intervention of Zionist Air Force, which saved the forest, so it fled towards the sea, leaving behind a quantity of ammunition. The humanitarian crisis caused by the war and the Israeli siege and concern for the fate of Gaza's 2.3 million people has sparked protests across the region. And more demonstrations were expected later on Friday after weekly Muslim Muslim prayers. Over 7,000 have been killed in Gaza, yet Biden on, uh, said on Wednesday, I have no notion that the Palestinians are telling the truth about how many people are killed. In other words, he doesn't believe there is a genocide going on. He said, I'm sure innocents have been killed and it's the price of waging war, but I have no confidence in the number that the Palestinians are using. Uh, Responding to Biden's remarks, Palestinian-American poet and author and activist Remy uh, Kanazi said, Genocide denial has a long, sordid history. Israel and Joe Biden know exactly what they are doing when they play down the death toll in Gaza. Another way they play down the death toll, and they they say Israelis are killed, and then they say uh, Palestinians died. In news reports, in, 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 in press releases for news reports. Isn't that interesting? <clears throat> uh, the Council uh, on American-Islamic Relations, uh, CAIR, uh, CARE, demanded Biden apologize. CARE Executive Director Nihad Awad said in a statement, the Israeli government has openly admitted that it is targeting civilians and civilian infrastructure. Journalists have confirmed the high number of casualties and countless videos coming out of Gaza every day show mangled bodies of Palestinian women and children and entire city blocks leveled to the ground. Even I've seen all this. 
President Biden should watch some of those videos and ask himself if the crushed children being dragged out of the ruins of their family homes are a fabrication or an acceptable price of war. They are neither. Biden should apologize for his comments, condemn the Israeli government for deliberately targeting civilians, and demand a ceasefire before more innocent people die. U.S. Congressman Justin Amash, Republican in Michigan, who is a Palestinian-American, said that several of his relatives, including an infant cousin, were among at least 18 people killed in last week's Israeli airstrike on the St. Porphyrus Greek Orthodox Church. After that news, journalist uh, and uh, former, I think, I think she worked for um, for um, uh, what's his name uh, for his campaign. His campaign. Um, hmm. Anyway, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Brianna Joy uh, Gray asked Biden in a tweet, I wonder if Biden thinks journalist, uh, excuse me, former Congressman uh, Justin Amash is lying about his three dead Palestinian relatives. Is the UN lying about 30 dead international school students? Is the video of Al Jazeera's Arabic bureau head grieving over his dead wife fake? Omar Shakir. Israel and Palestinian director of Human Rights Watch said, everyone uses the figures from Gaza Health Ministry because those are generally proven to be reliable. In the times in which we have done our own verification of numbers for particular strikes, I'm not aware of any time which there, uh, there's been some major discrepancy. Unfortunately, when reality is too difficult to stomach, Israel and so many of its allies prefer to deny it or bury their head in the sand, which is what Biden has been doing. And because of this unwavering support for Israel, Biden has been plummeting in the polls. Oh, I, I remember now, uh, uh, Brianna Joy, uh, uh, Joe Gray, uh, Joy Gray, uh, she was Bernie Sanders' uh, press secretary, I think, when he was running, running for, uh, for the presidency. Anyway, moving on. Um, uh, Biden has been plummeting in the polls. And I um, think someone may have noticed. More recently, the administration has said they want to protect Gazans. A White House official said the shift in tone was based on the facts on the ground in Gaza with a humanitarian crisis worsening and the Biden team's conversations with countries around the world. I, no, that's not why things are changing. It's because he's falling in the polls. I mean, precipitously. I mean, he fell like 10 points in a week. Now the administration is trying a bit more nuance in their actions. It may ha uh, also have to do with Barack Obama's recent statement that Israel's actions could backfire, that Israel cutting off food and water to Gaza could harden Palestinian attitudes for generations, which is what exactly what we've been saying, right? Biden's aides appear to be urging their Israeli counterparts to take more time to carefully think their, uh, through their exit strategy before a full-scale ground invasion. The most rapid shift in U.S. policy has happened this week to support a cessation in Israel's attacks on Gaza to allow aid in and people to escape. And, and right now, civilians that have been told to go to the south to escape bombing they're returning back to the north. 
because there's no difference. They're now returning. Uh, anyway, Biden shipped, followed uh, the administration ship, followed a plea from U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres for civilians to be protected and increasingly desperate appeals from U.N. organizations to allow in aid. Remarks made by Biden Wednesday are in contrast with those on October 7th when he said Israel has the right to defend itself and its people full stop. And the remarks show a new direction. He said Israel has to do everything in its power, as difficult as it is, to protect innocent civilians. That's a sharp change, right? Uh, Biden offered a rare criticism as well of uh, Israel's extremist settlers on the West Bank, accusing them of uh, pouring gasoline on the fire and calling for a concentrated effort once the crisis is over to work toward an accord under which Israel and a new Palestinian state would exist side by side in peace. Is he going to go as far as to ask people, uh, ask Israelis to leave uh, the West Bank where they've stolen land, to leave Jerusalem? Ooh, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt it. I mean, he is stuck in a tough political place, right? Uh, moving on. China is causing problems again. Oops, where did I go? Where am I? Huh, hold on a second. I lost my place. There we go. Uh, I think the Cali- uh, I think uh, the California governor Gavin Newsom is still there, right in China, or, or did he just leave? I-, I think he was looking at the Great Wall earlier today. Anyway, according to the U.S. military, a Chinese fighter jet uh, came within ten feet of a U.S. Air Force B-52 bomber flying on the uh, over the South China Sea on Tuesday. Ten feet. Uh, U.S. Indo-Pacific Command said in a statement yesterday the Chinese pilot flew in an unsafe and unprofessional manner, demonstrating poor airmanship by closing with uncontrolled excessive speed, flying below in front of and within 10 feet of the B-52, putting both aircraft in danger of collision. Uh, We are concerned this pilot was unaware of how close he came to causing the collision. News of the latest Chinese intercept comes as Biden is expected to speak with Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi when he visits the White House today. Do you think that's going to be brought up? I'm pretty sure it's going to be brought up. Uh, It is not clear whether the meeting will be a formal discussion or more informal meet and greet. Uh, Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping may also meet on the sidelines of the APEC summit in San Francisco next month though neither side has confirmed finalizing plans. Uh, China's defense ministry released a video during a regular press briefing uh, today saying the U.S. USS Ralph Johnson conducted a, a close-in harassment against a Chinese Navy task group doing routine training in the South China Sea on August 19th. What has that got to do with the price of eggs? That was two months ago. Seriously. Chinese Defense Ministry spokes, uh, spokesman Wu Quang, uh, excuse me, Wu uh, Qian, uh, said the video shows that the U.S. side is the real provoker, risk taker, and disruptor. 
Wu said the U.S. warship's actions endangered China's national security and added China would take all necessary measures to resolutely safeguard national sovereignty. Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesperson Mao Ning said in response to a question for comment on the incident during a regular briefing earlier today, said U.S. fighter jets coming all the way to flex their muscles at our doorstep is the root cause of aviation and maritime safety risks. Uh, China, U.S. is zipping down their flies and pulling it out just, just to see who's bigger. Uh, you know what? I should have gotten to this Clarence Thomas story yesterday, but I was running late. So you get leftovers. <clears throat> On Wednesday, the U.S. Senate Finance Committee released a report detailing how embattled Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas may have had a substantial amount of a loan for a luxury RV uh, forgiven by a wealthy friend. And this ain't no Honda Civic. This ain't no little car, you know. Anthony Welters loaned Thomas money to buy a used Prevost Le Mirage XL Marathon or as the, it's referred to, the Rolls-Royce of motor coaches, which costs $267,230 in 1999. Uh, Welters told the newspaper that the loan was satisfied and provided a photograph of the title with his signature and a handwritten uh, uh, lien release date of November 22nd, 2008. Uh, this is a luxury bust that's similar to what what's used by touring stadium musicians like Taylor Swift or Willie Nelson. Uh, the Senate mo uh, memorandum states that while additional documents pertaining to the loan agreement may exist, documents reviewed by Democratic uh, staff suggest that Justice Thomas did not repay a significant portion of the loan principal. In fact, none of the documents reviewed by the committee staff indicated that Thomas uh, ever made payments to welters in excess of the annual interest on the loan. Senate Finance Committee Chair Ron Wyden said the committee had has the answer to one of the pro, uh, pressing questions raised by reporting uh, about his arrangement with Justice Thomas. Was the loan ever repaid? Now we know that Justice Thomas had up to $267,230 in debt forgiven and never reported it on his ethics form. The senator also said regular Americans don't get wealthy friends to forgive huge amounts of debt so they can buy a second home. Justice Thomas should inform the committee exactly how much debt was forgiven and whether he properly reported the loan forgiveness on his tax returns and paid all taxes owed. Oh, man, let's get the IRS involved, baby. A lawyer for Justice Thomas, Elliot S. Burke, disputed the committee's findings, saying the loan was never forgiven. He added the Thomases made all payments to Mr. Welter's on a regular basis until the terms of the agreement were satisfied in full. So so what you're saying is the original agreement was that Thomas was getting a quarter of a million dollar ride at pennies on the dollar for favors? Is that what you're saying? Hmm. Uh, the lawyer failed to respond when asked to reconcile that statement with documents obtained by the committee and cited in its reports uh, including a 2008 letter from Mr. Welters 
to Justice Thomas stating that he would not seek further payments on the loan despite being entitled to them. <laughs> Nor would Mr. Burke say whether satisfied meant that the justice had fully repaid the $267,230 he borrowed plus interest. Wyden also said that he directed the committee to share our findings with the Judiciary Committee to evaluate the ethics implications of this disclosure. I wonder if he shared it with the IRS. Senate Judiciary Committee Democrats advanced Senator Sheldon Whitehouse's uh, Supreme Court ethics recusal and transparency act in July, but the bill is unlikely to be passed by the full chamber of a GOP-controlled House because, you know, they like to have judges that they can buy, right? Especially on the Supreme Court. Just a side note. Just a little side note here. In June, Clarence Thomas voted to strike down Biden's student debt relief plan, which would have canceled up to $20,000 per federal borrower. So I guess it's okay for wealthy Republicans to get their loan forgiveness, but not poor, ordinary people. Yeah, take that in. Uh, I, I had a laugh out loud moment this morning. Uh, with some uh, sort of need to remain relevant, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia has filed a resolution that would censure Representative Rashida Tayyib uh, from Michigan over her criticism of Israel, accusing her of recently inciting an insurrection in a House office building. This from someone who actually helped incite an insurrection. <laughs> the measure would censure Tayyib for anti-Semitic activity, sympathizing with a terrorist organization, and leading an insurrection at the United States Capitol Complex. Okay. Uh, there was a rally for a ceasefire in Gaza, and Capitol Police estimated they arrested 300 protesters, including three people who were charged with assault on a police officer. But a Capitol a Police spokesperson said that to the best of their knowledge, everyone went through security and entered the building the proper way. It's a public house. They're allowed to be there. House and Senate office buildings are open to the public, but people must be screened with magnetometers. That didn't happen with the actual insurrection on January 6th. People crushed and killed uh, um, Capitol Police to get in so they could kill lawmakers. There's a little bit of a difference here. <laughs> I'm moving on. In the wake of the main mass shooting, DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, called for institutionalizing more people instead of making Florida's uh, red flag law, red flag law national. Isn't that kind of anti-Republican. I Okay, I don't know if you know this. Ronald Reagan signed the Lanterman-Petrus Short Act in 1967 when he was governor, all but ending the practice of institutionalizing patients against their will. Does a Republican candidate for president really want to take away the people's right and just institutionalize people against their will? Is that what he's saying? Last night, he said in response to questions about the mass shooting, 
I think what's ultimately effective is holding people accountable, either through mental adjudication, if they're crazy, or convicting them when they're committing crimes. So yes, he would institutionalize more people with mental health issues against their will. That's what he would do. I I don't know if any other Republicans would go along with Ron DeSantis on that. Would they? Would they really? I don't know, man. Uh, In Georgia, legislatures will hold a special session next month to redraw several congressional districts after a federal judge ruled they violated the Voting Rights Act. Yesterday, the ruling by U.S. uh, District Court uh, Judge Steve C. Jones said the boundaries and violations are districts 3, 6, 11, 13, and 14. It also determined the lines for several Senate and House districts violate the act, which went into effect in 1965 and prohibits racial discrimination in voting and electoral matters. Now, they can say, they can say that uh, they did it for partisan reasons and try and get away with it, but the actual law says that if the result is racial, then it's illegal. Doesn't matter the reasoning for doing it. If the result is racial, it's illegal. Uh, the court said the plaintiffs and black residents whose voting rights have been injured by the violation of Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act have suffered significant harm. Those citizens are entitled to vote as soon as possible for their representatives under a lawful apportionment plan. The judge's order also calls on legislators to create another uh, majority black congressional district in West Metro Atlanta, two majority black Senate and two majority black House districts on the south side of the Metro Atlanta, another majority black house district in the West Metro area and two majority black house districts in the Bibb County area. These are state legislatures. Uh, The legislature is required to draw new boundaries uh, by December 8th. Governor Brian Kemp issued a proclamation following the decision yesterday, yesterday, ordering the special session to start November 29th. Uh, The ruling is a big win for Georgia Democrats and could lead to the election of more black representatives in Congress. Uh, Josh McCoon, chair, bad name for the Georgia Republican Party. Josh McCoon, chairperson of the Georgia Republican Party, criticized the ruling. He said in a statement on formerly known as Twitter, it is simply outrageous that one far left federal judge is invalidating the will of the elected representatives of the people of Georgia. And that is a laugh out out loud line. It's really funny since because of gerrymandering, actual representatives of the people were not elected. So you can argue that (laughs) invalidating the will of the elected representatives? Really? Okay. Uh, So uh, moving on. Ivanka Trump hired a separate legal team than her father. Uh, Her lawyers showed up to court today to argue against a subpoena to testify from the New York Attorney General Letitia James's office, which brought the $250 million fraud case against, uh, you know, Daddy Trump. Uh, His eldest sons and other Trump executives, uh, you know, all of them are in in this court case. Uh, Ivanka Trump's, uh, 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 Ivanka Trump's attorney, 
Bennett Moskowitz told the judge, at the end of the day, Your Honor, they just don't have jurisdiction over her. Uh, they're claiming this because she no longer worked for them uh, as, after 2017. At the end of the day, that's what he said. The judge, Arthur Angeron, told the court that he rejected her argument, saying that she clearly availed herself of privilege of doing business in New York. He said that citing documents sh that show Ivanka Trump still has property and business ties in New York. The former president and his adult children are all on the state's witness list. Uh, Trump said he plans to testify. While Trump and his children will not face jail time if they refuse to testify, the judge will be able to use any absences against him when deciding the case because it's a bench trial. There is no jury and the judge is the sole decider of the case. Uh, Trump's attorneys. Uh, and this is more of this. Uh, they've been trying. They've tried this several times uh, in, in several trials. They're trying it again. Uh, Trump's attorneys argued in court filing late last night that on the question of a president's immunity from criminal charges, the legal underpinnings and need for such protections are manifest. Uh, Trump's attorneys uh, um, leaned on historical arguments and an interpretation of the Constitution's impeachment judgment clause in their 27-page legal brief, which supported the notion earlier this month seeking the dismissal of Special Counsel Jack Smith's indictment on presidential immunity grounds. The former president's lawyers were also replying to last week's 54-page response filing by Smith's prosecutors who said Trump is not above the law. Trump's lawyers argued recognizing presidential criminal immunity would not mean placing the president above the law. Rather, they said it would return us to a sensible process envisioned by the founders where the people, uh, people's representatives in Congress, not an unelected prosecutor, first decide whether a president's official actions are worthy of sanction and potential criminal liability. Trump's lawyers said the president is not above law because the Constitution's impeachment judgment allows Congress to hold a president accountable. If a president is convicted after a trial by the Senate, the party convicted shall nevertheless be liable and subject to indictment, trial, judgment, and punishment according to the law. This is that argument that the president was not found guilty in the impeachment, but again, Impeachment is a private political act that has nothing to do with criminality. And I see nothing in laws governing impeachment that state impeachment replaces criminal trials, indictment, or conviction. U.S. District uh, Court Judge Tanya Chutkin is expected to decide on Trump's motion to dismiss after considering the filings by both parties though there is no set schedule for her to issue the uh, ruling. It's going to be a long ruling. And uh, she's going to, uh, uh, and Trump's going to lose it, of course. Because he's a criminal. It's a criminal act. What he did was a criminal act. Impeachment is a political act. Has nothing to, to do with criminality. <clears throat> and now we go to the gift that keeps on giving. Today, Representative George Santos pled not guilty to, or pleaded not guilty, to additional charges in su superseding indictment, including allegations of identity theft and transferring money to his personal bank account from a supporter's credit card. 
You know, I swear, if he gets less than 20 years, I'll be shocked. I mean, seriously, this is really bad. A trial date for Santos has been set for September 9th of next year. Not, yeah. Uh, his next status conference is scheduled for December 12th. The U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of New York, Brian P. Uh, Peace, said in a statement, uh, when the new indictment was announced earlier this month, Santos is accused of stealing people's identities and making charges on his own donors' credit cards without their authorization, lying to the FEC, and by extension, the public about the financial state of his campaign. Peace also said that the GOP congressman falsely inflated the campaign's reported receipts with non-existent loans and contributions that were either fabricated or stolen. The new indictment charges Santos with conspiracy to commit offenses against the United States, wire fraud, making materially false statements to the Federal Election Commission, falsifying records submitted to obstruct the FEC, aggravated identity theft, and device fraud. If you think that sounds really, really bad, you're right. <laughs> hey, I wasn't going to uh, cover uh, a Democrat, uh, Dean Phillips' decision to run for president uh, in uh, the primary against Biden, but then something odd happened. Formerly known as Twitter, appears to have suspended the campaign account for Representative Phillips of Minnesota, who only just officially launched his 2024 presidential campaign yesterday. Hours after Phillips uploaded campaign video to all uh, social accounts, the social media platform that's now been under Elon Musk for exactly one year today has suspended the account uh, at Dean24 official uh, leaving only the message X suspends accounts which violate the X rules. Uh, Phillips, two other main accounts on X, his personal one and his official one, as a U.S. representative, remain active this morning. One of the two has since tweeted uh, a new announcement. Uh, last night, Phillips' campaign used the Twitter account to launch his announcement video. Uh, in the tweet, Phillips said, I am excited to announce my candidacy for president in 2024. It's time to put our country back together again and use our differences to make us stronger. It's time to repair America. I guess we'll hear today or this weekend that it was a mistake because of Elon Musk's failure to police the platform properly. I mean, he did fire, what, 60% of his workforce? So there's nobody there to do any policing on anything in Twitter? So somebody screwed up and Elon Musk is responsible? <laughs> that's what I would say. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Friday, October 27th, 2023. Friday, October 27th, 2023. Don't forget, Friday's flaming bag of, 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 flat, uh, of crap left on your doorstep. Uh, look for it. That's when politicians throw something out there in the... Uh, uh, Friday news cycle in the hopes that it'll disappear over the weekend and disappear forever. You won't see it on Monday. Um, so I really appreciate you so much. Bring someone with you if you can tomorrow, t- uh, today or this weekend. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember... 
always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.